literally in 10 minutes, just walked her through the app, showed her how to do it really quick. I was like super simple. And yep. I mean, it, it wasn't like some one hour training, you know, it was just like, okay, yep. this is what it is. Let me show you. And then yep. that night she led somebody to Christ. Like, and she was like 13 at the time too. So it was wow. like, we sat down, I was like, here it is. And she's like, okay, awesome. And then she sat next yep. to a girl she didn't know that night and shared the gospel with her and she gave her life to Christ. And so that wow. was really, really cool working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Welcome everybody to the First Priority Podcast. I am glad that you're here and listening in again today. Welcome Steve to the Welcome, show. Welcome Brad. Glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. It is the last week of 2022. Can you believe it? It's... uh. Yeah, that's bonkers. That's hard to imagine. It's crazy. Gosh. It's crazy. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, 23 is here and get to work. That's right. <laughs> we got new rocks, new goals. <laughs> exactly. Traction keeps us moving. Glad you took a nap. That's right. Now let's go. I'm going to take a nap today. I bet you are. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, yes, this recording comes out December 26th, so everybody hopefully had a good December 27th? It's a Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Uh, so hopefully everybody had a good Christmas. and uh, We did. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. What'd you get? Uh, I actually already know that, if you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it all has to do with the Jeep, so No, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's you just get in the, on those kind of toy things. at yes. this point. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have no idea what I'm getting, so... Oh, really? Yeah. I'll tell you next week. I'm not that good of a shopper, and so we just tell each other. Sure. Hey, it'd be fun to have this, that, the other. Sometimes or, we do, sometimes we don't. This year we're not telling, so... Yeah. We'll see. And we're not much of a stuff mart family. That's not a throw at rocket anybody. We just, yeah. we're about people most sure. of the time. Sure. Little gifts, fun stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, that uh, reminds me of a cool story. My kids didn't know what to get George for his 10th birthday earlier this month. Ooh. And so they took him bowling. So Casey and Morgan, 17 and 19 years old, uh, took George out bowling. Ironically enough, they didn't get to go bowling. So they... Played in the arcade, went down to 10 pin in Columbia. So they, they just gave him money, played in the arcade for a little while, took him to the Waffle House. You and know, he loved it, didn't he? He loved it. They took him to Hobby Lobby. He was looking at rockets at Hobby Lobby. And uh, then what got Erica was when they stopped by the, that, you know, that house that you turn into the radio to listen to music and it's all flashing or whatever. They stopped by Christmas lights and what looked at Christmas lights with him at the end. And she's like, who are these children? We've, we've, we've done well. She you looked did at me, incredible. She looked at me and she's like, for all the stress and all the things she's like, we've, we've done all right. So we take the glimpses when we can. Hey, Erica, congratulations on all your hard work. <laughs> it is her hard work. Yes. We know that there's no doubt. No doubt. Man, That's all. a great story. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I'm a big George fan, but then to have your girls just jump up and do their thing. Right. Man. Hmm. We'll take it. Like I said, it's glimpses. It's glimpses. They're hey, still 17 and 19. I love that. So you only get, it's like, in, this podcast is like Instagram. You only get to hear, hear the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm only telling you what you want to know. Love well, it. you gotta, you gotta, I just told a story. Do you want to tell a story today? Story time with Steve. Uh, like first party story. Not I that do. I don't want to hear a family story, but. No, no, I do. I've, in fact, this one is uh, straight off of the socials as well. Okay. So I was, uh. I, I don't know how you use socials, but most of the time socials for me is just checking in on people to make sure that there isn't a sign, a warning sign, right? Somebody's okay. posting something that's just slightly off either yeah. in our network or sure. in our family relationships that causes me to call them directly. Yep. Right. I typically, except for the good stuff, I typically don't respond on socials. Um, there's a few, those of you know me, there's a few yeah. moments where I'll get 
on a mountaintop, but on the most of the time, I don't stand on many boxes or many hills, right? Sure. I just, hey, great job. Okay. So notice that J.D. Simpson had posted about a couple kids coming to Christ, and mm. those of us who are in this business, yep. if that ever gets old, you need to get out, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. If you ever at a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, kids made decisions for eternity, yep. and you're like, eh, yeah, I'm just used to that, right? You're probably in the wrong business at this point, mm-hmm. and it is business. Yep. So I, you know, I'm thinking about that and I'm excited about it. And I don't remember what I put on there, but we've, we've got lots of folks that are connected to JD's world that are familiar to first priority. And so he's, he's talking about it. And these four kids made decisions. It's amazing. Kids shared the gospel, blah, blah, blah. And one of our other directors, whom I also know, throws it up and says, Hey, I don't have a picture from kids coming to Christ today. Do you mind if I borrow your response card picture, Hmm. which is what JD had posted so that I can post again. And I thought, how cool is it that we're in a network of people where we are united around an idea. We are either, we are even um, uniformed, right? We Mm -hmm. have, we have things that we use and one of our guys in one part of the country can reach out to the other and say, Hey, we didn't do a picture, but I've got the same story today. Can I borrow that? Yeah. And can I throw it up to tell the story locally? Huh. huh. It just, it was one of those moments. It, everybody has this, no matter what industry you're in, everybody has this, right? Yeah. Where you're like, am I doing good things? Right? Am I involved yeah. in something that matters? Yeah. It's eternal. It should matter. That's right. right? That's but right. But then to see the ripples, the effect yeah. of that and watch it, it just, it was neat to see from a very global view. And so Storytime with Steve is really about me just smiling about what our directors and our coordinators and those they're serving are doing across the country. Well, it's ironic because I actually noticed that that picture came across my feed several times. And in the back of my head, I was like, didn't they use that already? (laughs) But I didn't put two and two together that it was even multiple different areas using the same picture. Uh, so that that ties that loop back together for me. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It just it made me proud. It made me excited. It, It really kind of. I don't know how to put this kind of lit a flame, like, hey, we're about to enter 23. Yeah. And this team is rolling. That's good. So it's good. Yeah, it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good job, JD. Good job, those of you that use that photo. That's right. Nice job. Yeah. Well, today, should we jump into the the podcast well, at hand? We should, especially with who we have on it. Because we are ending 2022, we wanted to throw up just a couple segments of what we consider the best of, not yeah. diminishing the other 50. But there were two that jumped out to me and jumped out to all of you as well. These are two of them that um, I liked, kind of had in the back of my head. And when I went and looked at the stats, it's two of them that got the most listens as well. And so I was like, oh, that's perfect. Let's, uh, it resonated with me. It resonated with our audience. So yeah. let's throw uh, just a – they're short segments. I think one is 11 minutes. The other one is six. Yep. And so – um, yeah, the first one, if I can, please. Uh, we had Clint Wortham come on, and he had several of his club coaches and directors and people, volunteers, jump on pretty early in the year, episode six, yep, it if was. you want to go back and listen to the whole works. But I picked out uh, Teresa Cox's section there, where she just she tells a really good story of a student and how she impacted that student and that club did. And then how that student in turn impacted her. It's kind of a sad story, but it's also just really good and deep. So I wanted to share that with you. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Should we just listen in? We should. Let's go. Then we'll come back after. Absolutely. Of all my campus coaches, uh, only one person will call me on stuff. And and, and I give you an example and everything like that. I I was going to share the gospel one time at uh, Teresa's uh, 
campus. And we have challenged all of our campus coaches to always make sure that whoever's sharing the gospel, that you make sure they know they're sharing the gospel that week. And, uh, and Teresa made sure to call me and say, Hey, or, you know, you're sharing the gospel, you, you know, and I, and I love that because she still, no matter what, that she still want to make sure whoever comes and shares the gospel, she holds them accountable to that. Now, my story with her is, uh, and it kind of goes with that as well, about two or three, two or three during the, uh, hope weeks, the hope cycles, two or three of the E weeks, um, Teresa had had different people come in and they had messed up when it came. They were, they did, I think they did a pretty good job of sharing the gospel. They didn't do a good job at the end of giving a response time. Mm -hmm. Um, sad to say I was one of those ones that messed up. I I went too long and I messed up. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's like, I always remember that before I share now. So I've got mine down really, really quick. And, uh, but Teresa, Teresa was like really burdened by that. And, uh, and I hope this isn't the story you're going to share, share to Teresa, but I, I think this was really, really powerful is uh, Teresa had, had just texted me or called me or something and said, hey, look, I feel real burdened for these students. And she's usually got a good amount that come to her club. And, uh, and I really want to make sure we share the gospel. And so she made her own gospel presentation. And uh, it was without a doubt, one of the best ones I've ever seen. It was terrific. Um, and so she shared that day and she got up and she had all the kids just listen intently. They were all very, very passionate. Listen. And at the end of it, she had explained how, how easy it is to, to, to know Christ and what we must do to know Christ. And, uh, and I think that day, I, th- I think it was around 12 kids that gave their life to Christ. And, and I just remember it was so exciting, but I remember not just that, but I remember the breakfast afterward. And it was me, Teresa and a guy named Stephen Corpy went to breakfast after it. And I don't remember if you remember this, Teresa, but we were sitting at breakfast and there was just silence around that table because we couldn't believe how awesome God was and everything like that. And, and yes, Teresa, you shared the gospel, but we all knew that it was, it was God that was a part of that. And Teresa, I bring that up because you're always willing to let God do whatever he can to reach that club. And, and you, you make sure that everything is set up correctly. Um, she goes through whatever is HOPE. She's always making sure they do that. That's one of the reasons I like Terry and Garrett, because they're all trying to run through with the, the, what we ask them to do. They always try to do that. And uh, all three of them have seen kids come to know Christ on their campuses. Uh, so I just I appreciate Teresa. She I really, honestly, she, I, I joke, I joking say that, but really, I feel like she holds me accountable. So if she sees something that she doesn't like, she will call me and say, hey, I don't understand this and everything. And so, Teresa, I thank you. You don't know how much I appreciate you being on these teams. And so I really, honestly, when you tell me something, I'm listening because I want to know what I need to know. So thank you, Terry, for Teresa. Well, I'm Teresa Cox. Uh, I'm at Decatur Middle School. Um, I've been with them since 2013. They were originally Oak Park Middle School, and then they transferred schools when the superintendent realigned them. Um, It's funny, I don't necessarily love being the one to call Clint out on things. Um, I think the biggest burden for me is I started out with Larry Franks when he first became executive director as the secretary at the time or treasurer. I don't know what it was called at the time, Um, which has led me to a career in accounting for nonprofit today. So I'm thankful that the Lord opened all those doors, but my heart still um, leans heavily on first priority and what we do in our community um, for me, the funny part is <clears throat> when Clint says that, you know, I always recall loving hearing the numbers of kids that were saved, but my burden has always been for the discipleship process that follows it. And I know that we have a plan for that, 
but um, my burden has always been that sometimes we fall short. Um, and so that's probably what I've articulated in different ways and sometimes in my flesh, but um, that's hopefully where my heart has come from when I've shared that with you, Clint. Um, <clears throat> for me, um, I just, it, the reason it's kind of funny that I'm even at Decatur Middle, my son started at, um, we have two schools in our town, rival schools, and one's Austin and one's Decatur. And my son started in Austin in first grade and went all the way through. And so I'm at Decatur, which is the rival, which is kind of unique, has always been introduced me to a lot of different kids, a lot of different youth pastors, um, just a different set of people in our town that I would have never necessarily known. Um, and so, and really pretty much none of them ever have attended our church or been members. So that, you know, has always been neat to get that different demographic. Um, we call it the Southeast and the Southwest side of town. So I get to see the kids on the Southeast side now. Um, for me, probably my two stories are specific to, um, well, one, I do love having Garrett. I have four campus coaches. The Lord has been very gracious to me. And so anytime, especially this many years in, and I'm in grad school and my job and just life in general, uh, I'm very thankful that they're always there. They always pick up. They always coordinate with my faculty sponsors. They're the faculty is great. We've even got custodians and principals and front office staff who love us. Um, so that's just been a great experience. But um, so thank you. That I want to make sure and give a shout out to Garrett that he has to know it is, does not go unnoticed that he supports us. Um, the biggest thing for me is um, in 2018, the crop of sixth graders that we got had been saturated in FP kids. And those next two years, 18 to 19 and 19 to 20, so we didn't get to finish that year, but we got to go to like February or March of 20 till 20. Um, those kids were on fire. I remember Abby and Ashley and DJ and DJ's passed on. He's with the Lord today. He was one of my favorite students ever. He always helped and loved us. Um, but all those kids in that time frame, they just, they stepped up. They were excited. They were the first, they were sixth graders and they were raising their hands and so excited. It wasn't foreign to them. They weren't afraid. They were our leaders. They got their youth pastors to come. They got their friends and their moms to come. I've never, and I think Garrett can probably attest to this, at least at our school, we've never had a set of kids like that. And we got them for that first year. Then we got them most of their seventh grade year. And then of course we lost them. I do know that the majority, well, you know, they're, they went through eighth grade with no club and then they moved on to high school. Um, to my knowledge, at least those kids, of course, DJ passed away, but the other four or five that I can think of, they're actively involved either in FCA or FP, um, in Bible studies, still in their church. Um, I see them around town, so I'm thankful that that's certainly been part of their trajectory, part of their story, and they're still involved in that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I think, really, I think the only other thing is just to, I've said his name several times, and I, I just feel led to tell you about DJ. <laughs> um, there aren't a lot of kids that touch you like some people and maybe maybe if he hadn't passed away I wouldn't mention him um but there's a kid named DJ Matthews tall tall boy smile on his face bigger than most people I know 
And he would stand at the door. We had the library that had two entrances, but there was glass wall. And so you could see the kids coming and um, he would call, he didn't, he wasn't a really loud kid, but he could get his friends to come and he would bring friends and he would go down the hall and go to the auditorium and drag them. <laughs> he would do whatever it took. He welcomed guests. He would be the introduction speaker. I remember one week, a bunch of girls had some ideas for help week. We always do a craft. Um, sounds cheesy, but it, th that tactile thing they can take home always seems to do something for them. And, and usually we try to have something they can share as well. But one week DJ wanted to make like stained glass crosses and the girls kind of thought that was not the best idea. They had other ideas and more easy things to do. And I remember my husband and I sat and cut squares and glued squares and put these crosses together and for, for hours one night because we wanted DJ to have his idea. And it was a hit. I didn't get to make it that week, but we dropped off all the um, supplies and they were able to do it. And the kids had a good time. And DJ was beaming that we had used his idea. Um, and then, like I said, um, he got sick and, and um, passed away, I guess, in seventh grade. So um, a couple years ago now. But anyway, just I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for the testimony he was to our club. I'm thankful for the fact that we didn't pass up his idea that one week because we don't have those ideas anymore. Um, and I'm just thankful that I was able to touch him in a way that when he passed, his parents reached out. Um, they knew that we loved him and that we adored him and he meant something to us. And so they, because um, of COVID at the time, that's not why he passed, but during that time, we, we weren't able to go to the funeral, um, but they made sure to reach out to me and I was able to share my memories with him, with parents. Um, and they sent me an obituary with like some extra little pictures of DJ and, and anyway, you just, you never know who you're going to touch just by showing up at 7.55 on Friday mornings. Well, Steve, as our audience now knows, there's a reason why we chose that as a good segment because the bread and butter of what we do, taking the hope of Christ to every student is students reaching students and Teresa's story just, yeah, it's powerful. It's really good. Yeah. And, you know, to know that network and know those that are working that network mm -hmm. and just the way that they do things um, to hear Teresa then tell that. Yep. Right. It just it all comes together for me, knowing that Greater Decatur is who they are. Yep. And then she's going to jump in. I mean, that's it. It just worked out so good. Well, if you have a moment in our listening audience to go back and listen to season three, episode six, I would encourage you to do so uh, because you do get to know Clint. Um, it's good to get to know Clint. He serves on our uh, fall conference team. Yep. So he's part of uh, deciding what happens at the fall conference every year. And uh, he does a bang up job down there with Larry Frank. So it's good to get to know them. The second segment, if I can transition over. I was going to ask you to. Yes. Uh, we recently, well, no, we haven't recently. We're going to hear from Jenna Dahl here in a couple weeks. In 23, we will. In, yep, yep. Yep. For second week of 23. So in a couple weeks, we're going to hear from Jenna because she spoke at our fall conference. But she also spoke on our podcast back uh, season three, episode 29. So in midsummer, uh, she was on here and talked about the MySharePal app um, and really told some of her story. And that's what we picked out, some of her reasoning, some of what she's done with it. And so you hear a little bit about MySharePal, but you also hear about how a now 17-year-old is is using that uh, that app to further the kingdom of God here on earth. So 
Yeah. You know, we, we are in the business where we are promoting students reaching students, mm-hmm. right? Let's just Timbargo it for a moment, yep. right? Yep. And the idea that Jenna has taken that as far as she has to the depth that she has is really quite fun. Yep. So that six minute segment is well worth the time that we spent listening and thinking about. Jenna's just, she's rock solid, man. She is. And it's cool to hear. Should we listen in? Let's do it. So one thing that happened really early on when I started using the app was since I was like super encouraged by um, just me being able to have conversations about the gospel. I wanted to teach a lot of my friends how to do the same. And so one night I was at my youth group and I sat down with my friend and I literally in 10 minutes just walked her through the app, showed her how to do it really quick. I was like super simple. And I mean, it wasn't like some one hour training, you know, it was just like, okay, this is what it is. Let me show you. And then that night she led somebody to Christ. Like, and I was just super encouraged by it because I was like, we overcomplicate things so much. We think that we have to be, um, we have to have all the right answers. We have to have been through multiple evangelism trainings at our church or whatever it is, but it's like, no. And she was like 13 at the time too. So it was like, we sat down, I was like, here it is. And she's like, okay, awesome. And then she sat next to a girl she didn't know that night and share the gospel with her and she gave her life to Christ. And so that was really, really cool. Um, cool. And then another one that I can think of too is, I met a girl a couple years ago. Um, she's a couple years younger than me. And I was able to share the gospel with her. She gave her life to Christ. And then it's also, it's just encouraging every time you see somebody give their life to Christ and then they're a part of your life and they start living it out and you see the life change. Um, because some of these people I've shared the gospel with were strangers and I don't know them. And I just kind of handed them off to somebody else for discipleship or to get connected in a local church. But um, one of the girls that, or a couple of the girls that I've been able to share the gospel with, I've been able to disciple and it's always just encouraging to see them um, continue to live for Christ. And then what's been super cool too, is they have now started sharing the gospel using my share pal. So it's just cool to see, cause it's like, I shared with you and now they're making disciples and it's really disciples making disciples, what we're called to do. And so I am always encouraged by that. So that's super cool. That's yeah. super cool. Uh, a thought that or a question that comes into my mind is I'm assuming you're not just picking people out in the grocery store and walking up to them, asking them what their spiritual beliefs are. Are you sitting in a context? What is your context for these, these things? And yeah, I, I know it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit kind of a thing, right? That, Hey, God just laid this on your heart. God knows this person needs to hear about Jesus. Right. But mm-hmm. is there a, a kind of a mentality that you have walking into these conversations and how do you decide? Yeah. Well, in my brain, I'm like, okay, everybody needs to know Jesus. So I just kind of am like, you know, I don't, there's not necessarily like a feeling that I wait for. Like, oh, I can tell the Holy Spirit. Now there are times like that where I'm like, I know it's clear that I need to share the gospel with this person. And it's usually when I go, oh, I'm not going to share the gospel right now, but it's like, no, I need to share the gospel right now. Um, And, but yeah, so I would say because it is so conversational and I just start by asking questions, like really if I'm just in a conversation with somebody. So there's been times, right. Where I meet somebody at church and I share the gospel with them. There's been times where I'm getting coffee with somebody and I just ask them those questions. And then, um, I start that spiritual conversation. And then there's also been times where like, I don't know, there's random times. Like one time I was at a park and I shared the gospel with a mom or like what time I was at, you know, like it just really depends. I don't, I think the main thing is, 
it's more of a one-on-one type conversation where um, you are sitting down and have a little bit of time to talk to somebody. That's right. That's right. I would agree. I would agree. What about uh, the nerves? You mentioned, uh, you know, you feel the prompting. You're like, oh, yeah, I need to share the gospel here. And you say, no, I'm not going to share the gospel. You know, what is your strategy, I guess, if you will, for overcoming the nerves or the doubt or things of that nature? Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of just stop thinking and just go do. I don't really know. I kind of, I mean, I think prayer obviously is super helpful. That's something that um, I'm definitely growing in as far as if I see somebody and I'm like, okay, I need to share the gospel with them or I'm in a conversation and I'm like, I need to start asking them these questions, just saying a quick prayer and asking the Lord for peace because the, the Lord wants us to share about him, right? Like we know the truth and we want to give that to other people. And so if we're just like, Hey Lord, give me some boldness right now. And also some peace and give me the words to say, and just really getting yourself out of the way and letting the Lord do the work. Cause anytime I try to get myself too involved, it doesn't, it doesn't go well, but I think that is a key. And then also just like the first time I shared the gospel with me, I had told a couple of friends that I was planning to share the gospel that week. And mm-hmm. I was about to actually not share the gospel with this girl. I was like, okay, no, you know what? She's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. And I had a couple of friends go, no, you need to go sit down with her and share the gospel with her mm-hmm. right now. And so I think that was helpful for the first time because uh-huh. I had that. I had people challenging me and encouraging me to do that. But then I think the first time was definitely the hardest. And now it's something I feel like that's more natural and I'm just used to doing it. But sure. definitely the first few times is when it feels scary because you feel like you don't know exactly what you're doing. But I mean, the Lord will give you the words to say. And sure. I mean, even though there has been times where I'm like, oh, that conversation went better than the other. It's like, I know that the Lord still wanted me to share the gospel with these people. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but... <laughs> well, Steve, I think uh, the writing is on the wall, proverbially, if you will. There's no writing on our wall, but there, the writing is on the wall that uh, we chose the best of 2022 because we're passionate about students. Yep. And uh, those two stories, um, you know, I'm I'm an operations guy. I work with finance. I work with systems. I work with databases, did all that kind of stuff. you just call yourself That's, a nerd? I am, I am a nerd. write the definition? I, and, is that what you did? Yeah. And that's my day job. That's what I get to wake up and do every day. But still, yep. the best isn't me talking about operations because we had podcasts like on that this year. We, we did. had Middle podcasts. Of the year, we hit that hard on fundraising. We had podcasts on traction. We had all the things that I do day in and day out. But the bread and butter, the writing on the wall, is we're about students reaching students with the gospel. Yeah, it's good. And that is the best of the best for 2022. Yeah. So. Yep. Grateful for both those groups of folks sharing their story today. Mm-hmm. Yep. sharing the story this year and yep. us being able to throw it back on the best of. Yeah. Appreciate you kind of diving in and looking at the analytics to decide which one of those to use. That was a big deal. Sure. So that's on you. Nice job. And uh, I'm a data guy, remember? So I, I like the data. I know. And <laughs> frankly, I'm just excited about the stories that are coming in 2023. As we close this out and we remember all that 2022 was, mm-hmm. not only do we thank God for yesterday, but we're looking forward to tomorrow. That's right. Just super cool. That's right. Well, it's a, it's a good show. It's a good year. Thanks for being on the show with me through it all and uh, getting on these things every couple of weeks and recording a couple shows. It's been a, it's been a good year. Let me just say thanks to our audience as well. Some of you are new directors. Some of you are folks that have been around a long time. We yep. really appreciate it. Brad and I get on the regular 
text messages and emails from you with suggestions of content, as well as just, hey, I heard this and I want to ask more about it or I want to thank you for it. So for those of you who are interacting with us on the podcast, the vidcast, thank you. We really are grateful for the interaction. Yes. So, well, happy new year, everyone. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to 23. uh, We're looking. We got some great shows planned and uh, we, we are looking forward to it. Till then. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy New Year.